When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for a bleepin' reunion. I felt that Dolores had a hidden agenda. This Don't call me a Actually, more than one. Getting back together after 15 years is gonna be insane. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, May 3rd. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Louis Leterrier is poised to take the wheel on Fast 10. Less than a week after Justin Lin stepped down as director of the 10th installment of the Fast and Furious saga, EW has learned that Leterrier has emerged as Universal Pictures' choice to replace him. Though a deal is not yet in place, the French filmmaker would bring plenty of action experience to the high-octane franchise. His previous directing credits include two Transporter films with Fast family member Jason Statham, the Incredible Hulk, and Clash of the Titans. More recently, he's worked on Netflix's Lupin and The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Dave Collier has revealed his idea for a Full House cast reunion series that would honor the legacy of late star Bob Saget's Danny Tanner following the comedian's death in January. Collier explained his idea on Monday's Tamron Hall. Have a listen. We talk all the time how much we would love to do a show again. We just love working and we love our fans so much and we love the whole process. We just love what the show is and what it means to people. And so we're always raring to go. Hey, ABC, we started on ABC. Come on, let's do another one. You know, what I would love to do is bring all the original cast back to where we are older now and we talk about our lives. And, you know, we can reflect and tell stories about Danny Tanner and, you know, keep his character alive because he's very much alive in spirit with all of us. We miss him dearly. And so I think we would all do it in a heartbeat. As you know, in the entertainment industry, there's a lot of uh, T's to be crossed, a lot of I's to be dotted, and a lot of approvals and legalities. Yeah. So I think we'd have to we'd have to make it through those hurdles first. But I think we would all be up to um, yeah. working together again for sure. I think a lot of people would love to see that. By the way, after Full House and Fuller House, Collier joked that the new one could be called Fullest House. And EW has a first look at RuPaul's Drag Race alum Trixie Mattel's upcoming Discovery Plus series, but it might not be what you're expecting from the All-Stars 3 winner. Trixie Mattel, debuting June 3rd, is a renovation docuseries chronicling her newest venture as she transforms a Palm Springs mini-resort into the queer destination of her dreams. The show is co-produced by Property Brothers stars Drew and Jonathan Scott, which sees the group making over all seven rooms of the dilapidated Ruby Montana's Coral Sands Inn with help from project manager David Rios, interior designer Danny Daisy, and scores of superstar helpers, including Lisa Vanderpump, Nicole Byer, Leslie Jordan, Jonathan Bennett, Emily Hampshire, Orville Peck, and Belinda Carlisle. 
For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, the wine is flowing, and the curse words are flying. For our number three pick today, The Real Housewives of New Jersey Season 12 Reunion. In what might be the most explosive New Jersey reunion ever, the ladies of Season 12 hash out everything from this season, including new relationships, messy breakups, and fights galore. Jennifer and Bill Aiden revisit the affair, Teresa Judice gets called a moron by Joe Gorga, and Frank Catania says he doesn't get along with Dolores Catania's new boyfriend. Here's a preview. Tonight, the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunite. Big reunion day. <laughs> See you soon. For a dramatic three-part reunion. I felt that Dolores had a hidden agenda. This Don't call me a here we go, here we go. Prove a bitch. Don't you call me a bitch. I just did. Everyone's a loser. You ruined my you night. Ruined night. You ruined your night. All right. You ruined my night. You did. You did. You did. Okay. Keep going. We magically transported you back to Nashville, Tennessee. How does the bull look, Jackie? You gonna give it a spin? No, I almost got decapitated. Dolores, can you give us more details about drunk Melissa finger banging you? <laughs> Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Teresa Judice. Wow. What do you think about our new guy? Me and Paulie don't exactly see eye to eye. Are you pissed right now? Here we go. You find out about the affair. Did you really not think about it for 10 years? It was hard to even see it on camera, but I want to get rid of some of the shame around it. There's road rage incidents, slashed a girlfriend's tire, physical abuse in front of kids. Is any of it true? You remember who's been here through all your family, family, I love family, bullshit. She said the word, oh. Oh, I'll do it right back at you, bitch girl. Sitting next to her, call me a bitch boy. Bitch boy, Joe, sorry, you are. Wow. You gotta stop putting me down. I'm done. you people. Joe, you know what? I quit. Oh, well, don't say it if you don't mean it. Anyway, host Andy Cohen is driven to a state of visible frustration during one of the many yelling altercations at the reunion. Which fight will drive him mad? Tune in to The Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion tonight at 8 on Bravo to find out. It's trivia time. Which Real Housewives show holds the distinction of airing the franchise's first ever three-part reunion? Orange County, New Jersey, or New York City? Stick around for the answer. Number two. Now we are headed back to Plainville for our number two pick the season finale of Hulu's The Girl from Plainville. The story of Michelle Carter and Conrad Roy comes to a close in this finale, which sees Michelle struggling with her future after her conviction for manslaughter and Conrad's suicide. Meanwhile, both the Carter and Roy families try to find closure and move forward after the tragedy, which, of course, is easier said than done. The finale also depicts Conrad's last day in July 2014. 
Here's a clip from the episode with Conrad and his mom at the beach. Not possible. And yet it's true. How did I not know this? One of life's great mysteries, Matt. Never had guacamole. I have failed as a parent. It's good. Clearly. It's good. Well, let's memorialize this book, okay? Okay, I'm gonna write them. <laughs> you gonna go in? From a soup. I thought you stopped by Dad's. Yeah, I just blanked. Wanna borrow his? I bet you could pull it off. That is disturbing. I mean, you don't have the man boobs or the gut, <laughs> but I could see it. Stop. You gonna go up to Fitchburg? Just hanging with Rob doesn't mean I'm gonna go there. Okay. No pressure. You got your captain's license. You're always gonna work for your dad. Whatever. Well, be warned, as you might expect, this finale is a real heartbreaker. It also continues to wrestle with the thorny questions raised by this real-life case. Here's star Elle Fanning, who spoke to EW at South by Southwest, reflecting on some of the lessons she took from the show. This story is such a modern one because it could only be told with the technology that we all have today and how it, in a lot of ways, can be harmful and is the weapon in the show. So that just continues to be something that I'm floored by how modern the story is, how it, just, it has to, I know, I don't know, texting. I mean, I'm addicted to my phone, like addicted. <laughs> I am. Like, I, I, like you lose, you're like, what do you do without it? Like your instant gratification of that and what it all means and bullying today and how easy it is on social media. And, you know, just when you're behind a screen, you feel kind of invincible. And it's like, what can lead you to say those hurtful things that you probably wouldn't say to someone face to face? Certainly lots to think about with this story. You can see how it all wraps up in the Girl from Plainville finale, streaming on Hulu now. All right, folks, stay tuned. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. After Mary Steenburgen's appearance last week, NBC's Mr. Mayor has another great guest star lined up for the rest of the season, starting with tonight's episode, Saved by the Bell's Josie Toda, who plays an influencer who tangles with Ted Danson's Neil. You can catch that tonight at 8.30 on NBC. But in the meantime, we ask Toda that age-old question, what you watching? Okay, so I recently just got into Severance, which obviously I think everyone knows at this point is a cinematic masterpiece. Adam Scott is just legendary. I think this is his best role yet. He's my godfather. He just doesn't know it yet. Um, Barry, so good also, so funny. I promise I don't only watch shows starring straight white men. Life and Beth, Amy Schumer, that was such a surprising just like softer and grounded tone, but I really enjoy the show. I think she did a great job. 
I recently just watched the film Drive My Car, which was so beautiful and also so long. So be prepared for that. Um, I also watched a German film called Let Me In, which was a love story between these two preteens and one is a vampire. It came out a couple years ago, but it is an incredible film and I really enjoyed it. Some great picks right there. By the way, that international vampire movie she mentioned is Let the Right One In. Let Me In is the English language remake directed by the Batman's Matt Reeves. You can currently stream that version on Netflix and you can stream Let the Right One In on Hulu and Showtime. As for her other picks, you can find Severance on Apple TV Plus, Life and Beth on Hulu, and Barry and Drive My Car on HBO Max. Spring has sprung, and a new musical documentary is upon us. It's our number one pick today, the premiere of Spring Awakening, Those You've Known. The hit Tony-winning Broadway musical ran 15 years ago and made headlines because of its provocative exploration of teen relationships, sexuality, abortion, and more, and made stars out of its teenage cast, specifically Jonathan Groff and Leah Michelle. Now, Groff and Michelle, who are still best friends to this day, reunite with the rest of the original cast and creative team for a tribute and behind-the-scenes look at the reunion concert that was performed in November 2021. Here's a preview. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Places Call, Places for the Top News Show. Spring Awakening was so hard to describe. 1891 Germany rock music, there's children in it. The gay scene, abortion, the sex, the suicide. There was never anything like this that's ever happened on stage. The controversial nature meant that we never thought about Broadway. But it touched a nerve. We became rock stars. Getting back together after 15 years is going to be insane. For the years we worked on it, <laughs> we were rejected everywhere and everyone thought we were out of our minds. When we were in previews, we were losing money big time. It was a disaster. It really didn't start well. Michael said to the cast, the future of this is in your hands. And that night, something happened in that theater. We're able to see Spring Awakening at the Atlantic Theater. You got to see something very special. People were jumping for joy and shouting. It was totally surreal. It felt like we were the Beatles. We, of course, loved our show and loved playing our characters. But the real fun we had was offstage together. Through the cast and through the opportunity of getting to play this character, I had grown this strength. And it changed my life. The things that we confront in this show are not things you can learn in school. And there are things that help people survive. That's kind of what got us through it every night, knowing how important it was to tell that story. This was not about this reunion. This was an opportunity to be with those kids and see who they've become. 
I would not have survived the experience if it wasn't for all of you. I learned that dreams can come true. Director of the original show, Michael Mayer, says that this show, quote, really didn't start well, as the show was rejected at every turn because of its provocative nature. Broadway seemed like a distant dream for the cast and crew, let alone Tony wins. Tune in for all of the backstory when Spring Awakening, Those You've Known, premieres tonight at 9 on HBO. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. Which Real Housewives show holds the distinction of airing the franchise's first ever three-part reunion? Orange County, New Jersey, or New York City? The answer is, yep, the Big Apple, New York City. No Real Housewives reunion spanned more than two parts until the third season of Roni in 2010. Of course, three-part and now even four-part reunions are par for the course. Because, you know, there's a lot of yelling. I mean, sorry, discussing to do. Before we go, a quick personal note for all of you. Today is the last day at EW and this podcast for our longtime writer, Tyler Aquilina. I want to personally thank him for all of the time he has put into helping build this show and giving me plenty of fun puns to say and bringing always interesting pop culture facts with our This Week in Entertainment History segment and asking fun and sometimes quite tough trivia questions. Wildly smart, great takes on entertainment. In a word, irreplaceable. We will certainly miss you here, Tyler, and hope we have a long time what to watch listener in you. All the best on your next endeavor where I have no doubt you will soar. With that, folks, that is our show for today. We will have more news and musty picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shep, produced by Ashley Boucher, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson.